Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The recent uh, WhatsApp policy update sent the social media world into a frenzy um, uh, with lots of people questioning what uh, all this was about and how much of our privacy was compromised. So this little episode um, entitled The WhatsApp Controversy um, is a little, bit, a little bit about the background information on um, what we should know as everyday users of social media platforms such as WhatsApp and others, and if there is something that should really concern us and put us on the edge of our seats or not. Um, so join us on the other side of our introductory video for a little bit of the background information and uh, practical tips on what we can do. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. We're back after our little intro. Um, and uh, one of the great ironies of this episode is, of course, it's being live streamed on Facebook. Fantastic. Yep. Um, okay, but we're talking about more than just WhatsApp, right? That's one issue that's um, hogged the spotlight recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole sort of minefield, so to speak, of cybersecurity is the playground within which the WhatsApp issue arises. Um, So I think it's important that we explore that landscape a little more generally uh, as well. Yeah. Um, But, okay, let's start with the WhatsApp issue. What got everyone into a frenzy? Um, So basically it's the most recent uh, policy update from WhatsApp. Um, And instead of uh, beating around the bush with this one, we might actually just get the... Um, the the old policy up the 2019 policy, um, which talks about I was meant to be able to see the screen with this one, but basically, um, the 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 part of the policy which talks about end to end encryption, right? So it was uh, both in 2018 and 2019 there were a series of videos that were released. There was a policy update, and the big thing for mm. WhatsApp was that it boasted about end to end encryption. One end being the sender of message or a call or whatever it is, and the other person being the receiver. Um, And basically that encryption just means that your message becomes coded and it's unable to be read by any other party in between except the one who sent it and the one who receives it. So not even WhatsApp themselves? Not even WhatsApp themselves. That's the old policy in 2019. So basically what causes the frenzy is this update um, to WhatsApp's privacy policy um, in which it says that it is going to be sharing some of this information with its parent company, Facebook. Um, And it does send uh, social media into a bit of a frenzy. Part of which I think is justified and a lot of which I think is just social media hype. Yeah, just like hype on hype. and It's just a lot of hype. It's got traction and then it just gets bigger and snowballs like that. Um, But so, okay, let's specify then what's the problem like what's is it the encryption that's gone is it something else what's actually 
in this mysterious new privacy policy, which apparently is like four thousand words long and unreadable. Yeah. Uh, what's the actual problem? What's the, what are the takeaway points? There was a uh, cybersecurity expert. I was watching a couple of videos just before this podcast. There was a cybersecurity expert by the name of Arthur. I forget his last name in South Africa. Yeah. Um, he was on the NBC network as a guest. Uh, expert and uh he was he was on along the same lines of what you've mentioned saying that it is quite undecipherable indecipherable in terms of yeah, yeah. if you do go to the policy as an everyday user yeah. you can't actually get the gist of what's being said yeah. um but to break it down not that I'm an expert but he broke it down a little mm. bit saying that essentially what's happening is that some of the data that is uh, the data that's being collected by WhatsApp things such as your IP address, things such as your purchase history, things such as your um, location, um, and a few other things as well, which all add up, right, are being shared with Facebook for mm. the purposes of basically monetary purposes, yeah, yeah. for the purposes of targeted advertising yeah. um, and so forth. Um, things that, you know, bring in the bucks for Facebook. Um, and so... I think it's worth discussing how much of that should scare us yeah, yeah. and how much of that is just, you know, this is all, of, a lot of it's just the new normal. Yeah, and yeah. so there's nothing really to, at least in this particular policy update, there's nothing really to set you on edge. Mm. There's nothing particularly alarming about it, you know, Is Is that what you would say about of. this or is that sort of just exploring? I think that's the first that? thing. Like that's the th first thing. I think if this is what's alarmed you, then you don't know everything else. That has come before it. Mm, okay. um, you know, it's like, I don't know, if you put it in political terms, it's like if a country was to wage war on a weaker country for 20 years, yeah. you know, and one particular incursion absolutely, you know, becomes the headline and it uh, becomes okay, yeah, yeah. entirely alarming across the world. You'd think they've been at war and they've killed and they've pillaged for 20 years and this one incursion isn't really... Yeah, it's concerning. Yeah. It's particularly concerning. Um, and it's concerning, like, to be fair to people who are somewhat alarmed by it, mm. um, it's, it is one further, um, I think... What's the word? Encroachment. Yeah, encroachment, you know, into yeah. the private world of the end user. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the sense that um, we perhaps acknowledged, accepted, consented to, to Facebook that, you know, it became social media slash advertising. Yeah, yeah. But WhatsApp was meant to be this entirely private thing. In yeah. fact, and we'll just go to a quick 30-second video on this as well before I come back to yeah. your thoughts. Um, that's the way that WhatsApp boasted itself as well in 2018, 2019 in its old policy update. If we can just get a quick look, it's a 30-second video of WhatsApp and, and it boasting its end-to-end -end encryption. If we can just play that. Yeah, so it's one of those, you know, nifty sort of cartoon animated type. You know, everyone's happy and these two people 
have been able to catch each other in terms of sending their location and the little surveillance camera. They're trying to show that you know nothing is being shared mm, with anyone okay. except yourself. You know, as a sender and 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 with the person as who's the receiver. So end to end encryption, right? Um, you'd have to decrypt. I think is the term. Yeah, yeah. yeah to, and apparently, decryption is notoriously difficult. difficult. Like even um, cybersecurity experts and whatnot find it difficult. Agencies as well yeah. to actually decrypt. Like you need to be an expert hacker to be able to do yeah. that. So that is some serious. Um, look, I'm not going to feign um, expertise over the details of that encryption, open source versus other types of encryption. You might know a little bit more about that. Not much. Um, but with regards to practical tips, which I'll come to later on, because I know yeah. you have some of those for our users, oh, yeah. but um, um, I'll, I'll come to you for the practical tips later on. Let's leave those to the end. Um, but before we get to that, what are your we'll, thoughts? We'll get to the impractical tips. No, no, we'll <laughs> just get to the, the general discussion before we move to the practical yeah, stuff, sure. right? About... With all this data collection and data being shared, um, what do you think is concerning to the end user? Like, what what is what is the why is it an issue? Who cares if it's being shared? Are we what would you say? WhatsApp, or are we talking generally? Generally, let's talk generally, and okay. we'll come to WhatsApp oh, right, no specifically. Look, for me, I think it's about patterns. Um, I think that okay, there's two sort of uh, two areas that you can, or spheres rather, mm. that you can look at it from. I think one is commercial. And the other is more concerning, which is government. Um, let's talk about commercial first. Commercial is exploitation of patterns and trends in markets, in psychology, in purchasing, in you know what people want, trends, all that kind of thing, in order to, as you said before, like targeted advertising and basically just to make more money yeah. off people, but using that data in order to drive that. Yeah. So, you know, if someone knows that you know you and I like a particular product and they can pitch that to us, we're more likely to buy it, right? Now, if that person's got access to millions of people's data where they can then track these patterns and things and say, all right, we know we can sell this in this way to make you know X amount of profit, whatever else, right? Um, it's, you know, you can question- Is that, the, is that an issue, like in and of itself, ethically, of is it? that an Look, issue? I think that's just the way the world works at the moment. Mm. Um, is it necessarily a bad thing? Look, I, I don't necessarily, care much about targeted advertising but I'm a prolific online shopper so you know my data's probably all over the place already um, credit card details and everything um, so perhaps they're already somewhat embedded and invested in that system yep. um, that if I get a targeted system. ad for something that I want I usually don't question why did that ad come to me well then again I usually don't do ads I do my own research find whatever I need um, but I don't see that mm. as that much of a problem now if you look at it from the broader ideological angle of capitalism and the way that it sets up societies and corporations and how they run the show then yeah you can definitely have a problem mm. uh with that from that ideological angle right corporations but otherwise it's societies. pretty much like you know back in the days when you open a bank account and you get you start all of a sudden getting these telemarketing calls yeah yeah right because there's there's data that they've collected and they've started targeting their advertising back mm. in the days as well it's like a much more evolved much more developed form of that um but it would obviously lead and have certain consequences yeah look I, what I are the consequences that should concern us commercially yeah no 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 and okay. more ethically yeah. ideologically so ethically and ideologically i think it's just pointing to this um, reality of corporations. And the thing is, I was watching a, a really interesting little video from, um, uh, it was he was the head of 
data intelligence, something along, the, I can't remember exactly the title, from Oxford University, it was a professor who was mentioning that, you know when you look at markets, mm. right, the way that markets work, uh, the way that markets balance themselves out is innovation, right? If someone's got a better product, then they will come into the market and more uh, customers will gravitate towards it. It'll balance things out. Yep. But what he was saying was now you've got this situation where innovation is driven by data, mm. right? And who's got the data? The Facebooks, the Googles, the Amazons, the Netflix, all those few companies, right? They've got all the data. And so they're the ones who are going to be able to innovate because everyone else doesn't have mm. that. And when they can do that, they can just continue to monopolize the market. And then you get these huge corporations that like run God knows how many aspects of people's lives. It still seems like an economic, if not like it just seems it still seems like a commercial and a economic critique in terms of exploitation of the market. Yeah, but like is there something beyond that? Like like okay, you, I think you mentioned that's where we then delve into the potential dangers of the governmental side of things, mm. not necessarily the ideological, although you can't really separate them. But when it comes to government, then that's where things get more sus, right? That's mm. when things get more suspicion. That's when you start looking at, you know, if you're projecting dystopian futures, totalitarian governments, so on and so forth, yeah. right? That's when you have this Orwellian setup. And to be frank, like you've already got aspects of that in the world in places like China and the oppression of Muslims that occurs and even in the Muslim world, right? Data is used to track monitor and shape Absolutely. populations and surveillance where, like yeah. it's a literal connection between surveillance that leads to concentration camps yeah 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 a very yes. direct link and yep. that might not even need a smartphone although that would be aiding their job but yep. you've got like facial recognition tracking and then in fact i think um you've got mandatory yes i remember watching a um a video of the oppression of muslims in northern china where mandatory stops where they had to plug in their phone and the security agencies would get a carbon copy of everything that was on it, right? So that's their data. And then that data is definitely used to imprison, to put into concentration camps, to harass, uh, oppress, and so forth. Yeah. So that's where it becomes a lot more concerning. And what could potentially happen is the move from the commercial to that governmental yeah. side of things, the political yeah, yeah. side of things. It takes one piece of legislation to be enacted yeah. and bang, suddenly that data becomes... Yeah, I'm going to stop you there. Purpose. I wanted to, if we can play, there was a little trailer that um, we came across while we were putting this podcast together, which is a dramatization as trailers are. Uh, it was a theatrical dramatization type. So obviously epic and, and probably um, we'll, we'll talk about how much it accords with how dramatic the reality is as well. But let's let's have a little watch of, of this. Yep. Who has seen an advertisement that has convinced you that your microphone is listening to your conversations? All of your interactions, your credit card swipes, web searches, locations, likes, they're all collected in real time into a trillion dollar a year industry. Changer was Cambridge Analytica. They worked with the Trump campaign and the Brexit campaign. They started using information warfare. Cambridge Analytica claimed to have 5,000 data points on every American voter. 
I started, I started tracking, tracking down, down all these Cambridge Analytica ex-employees. Someone, Someone else that you should call into committee is Brittany Kaiser. Brittany Kaiser, once, once a key player inside Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica, casting herself as a whistleblower. The reason why Google, Facebook, are the most powerful companies in the world is because the last year data surpassed oil in value. This is coming from a matter when people see the extent of surveillance, I think they're going to shock. And I still fear for your life. Yeah, the powerful thing that I don't know. But I can't keep quiet. It's because it makes me powerful. Thank you, Ryan. It should be beaten. It's just fundamental. I think that that's the end. I did cut off the last part of those inappropriate scenes and stuff. Um, but um, I think Hamza that if we're in America, right, where you've got Google, of Facebook, yep, of a yep. lot of the big corporations, where a lot of the, the lawsuits to do with these big corporations um, take place. Like with the um, the Cambridge Analytica scandal with Facebook, where they were um, siphoning off information to, um, uh, in a scandalous way to these uh, data collecting organization. Um, and that in some way was facilitating the um, the sort of manufacturing of public opinion with regards to the election yeah, um, in America. That was scandal, a huge yeah. scandal, right? I think not just students of law um, or students to do with civil rights, protection, whatever else, or people in those fields, authors and stuff, but just the general public as well. If you're in America, in sort of, you're sort of in the eye of the storm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you might feel and 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 the 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 drama of it will resonate with you a lot more yeah. like how dramatic this is and how epic this is in terms of the encroachment of privacy yeah. um especially because you're in the headquarters of sort of the the free world the whole yeah, democracy yeah. is huge we're all free yeah. and privacy is a big thing um you know your 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 access to data is protected it's a part of freedom right in the west it's huge it's it's what they've sort of championed a part of democracy on of freedom yeah. um, in Australia I think part of the fact where that sort of meh attitude comes from in terms of what are we going to do about it is is that we're isolated politically as well yeah, yeah like we're definitely. isolated There's politically a diff- very different reality here how do you sort of bring those two together how are we meant to reconcile that like I think if we were there we'd feel the, the mm. necessity to respond to this a little yeah, bit yeah. more, maybe a lot more. We're geographically isolated, we're politically isolated from the problem, and as a result, I think a lot of the attitude has become whatever, yeah. just whatever goes. Look, I think if you look at the Cambridge Analytica scandal, right, without getting into the depth and detail of it all, mm. um, basically the Trump administration got access to, I think it was roughly 87 million Facebook users' data. Yes, yes. Which is huge, 87 million people. Like, that's enough to potentially, right, obviously with a million caveats, swing an election or something like that, yes. right? Like, that's huge. That's politically enormous. Um, we've not faced something like that here, but I have no doubt that these corporations are still operating in potentially insidious ways with their data here as well, right? 100%. Because 
at the end of the day, it's not as though they actually care about your privacy. At the end of the day, they care about dollars. And if privacy policies, as loose as they may be or however they may be, it creates a sense of security in the user and then they use the product, they'll do it. But it's just a matter of convenience for them. It's not like they actually care about you and blah, blah, blah. It's just because people are concerned about privacy. So privacy is the product, so to speak. That's what sells. So if you can say that, yep, my product's got privacy, then people will use it. Because it's just a, a sort of, as you were saying, it's something that people want. People want access to, or not access to, but people want their privacy to be assured. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely agree that we are somewhat insulated here. And you're right, it has led to a bit of a meh attitude. Yeah. And, and let's potentially interrogate that a little more. Like, what does that attitude actually mean? Like, uh, one thing for me is that, and, and I recognize that, you know, there's, there's opposition to this potential stance as well. But if you want to download the alternative to WhatsApp, Signal, Telegram, right? Elon Musk and um, uh, Edward Snowden, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, tweeted about Signal after all this WhatsApp controversy. Yep. Um, if you want to download them, you've got to get them from Google or you've got to get them from Apple. Yep. who, you know, once you've got that phone in your hand, yes. have all your data Absolutely. anyway. And look, I'm, I'm not suggesting that it's a case of like, yep, they've got the data, so just go ahead and do whatever else. It doesn't really matter. Mm. But, but I see what you're saying of, as well, because, because for anyone to cause, kick up a storm about what's happening now and they're using a smartphone yeah. or they're on Facebook, which is, I would guess 95% of people who are kicking up a storm yeah. are on Facebook Already. or at least... Are using a smartphone. Yeah, so it's like WhatsApp is going to... Like, the major issue with the WhatsApp thing was that they're going to share your information with Facebook. You probably mm -hmm. should have mentioned that earlier, but that was a, the key issue. Mm -hmm. Your location data, your profile picture, some of your information, um, even your contact lists, phone number. So a decent yeah. chunk of info was now going Maybe to be... Maybe we can see while you talk, yeah. I don't want to cut you off too much, but just the image of what kind of data is collected yeah. from WhatsApp. So... That's the kind of information that was now going to be able to be shared with um, not just Facebook, but the Facebook group of companies, which includes things like Instagram, right? Yep. But you'd wager that many of the people using WhatsApp also have Facebook and Instagram. So it's kind of a case of, well, if you've already got your information there, is it that much of a concern? But yep. at the same time, you don't want to breed a sense of apathy that, yeah, well, whatever, they've got my details. So, you know, what it doesn't hurt. 100%. You know, it, it's fine. It's totally okay. Look, as a Muslim community, let me put it, let me let me take the conversation in a slightly more focused yep. uh, angle. Um, a Muslim community that lives in as a minority in the West, which is um, hostile towards Muslim community, yep. which has been surveilled in the past. We know. Yeah. Um, our very last episode on this was all about harassment yep. Yep. from ASIO and other security forces. Um, and, and what that means for us and, and, and measures we can take. and all that. We know there's a certain history. We don't need to look at the Muslim world. That's a lot worse yeah, in yeah. terms of how bad and how hostile that situation is in terms of surveillance and stuff. But even in the West, um, Muslims are viewed as hostile subjects. Islam, at the very least, is used as a hostile yeah. subject. And your subscription to it is not in accordance with you know Western values and stuff. You already stand out like a sore thumb. There's already surveillance. Where they get a chance to surveil, yeah, it might not be every single Muslim in the community, but anywhere they feel that there's some bit of tension, yeah, yeah. they'll sort of hone in on that. Given that this is the context, 
right? That there is seriously, there is surveillance and it has harmed us in the past. I feel like we shouldn't take that attitude of just, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've already got a smartphone. And, 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 you know, just to be completely honest about this, um, we both of us have smartphones yeah. and we have probably given permission to a whole host, whole host of everything in the yeah. past. Google apps, yeah. this, that. But yeah. that's not to say that I haven't, you know, been alarmed by some of the, you know, uh, yeah. Muslim prayer apps passes on data to whatever you know everyone quickly jumped on to delete that app or find an alternate app and and at the same time when i do go through those sort of download the app and give permission i i do just double check i do double check and say do i need to tick this box and say and and but the sad thing is if if the phone is telling me you need to tick the box then you're gonna tick i'll tick the box (laughs) like with whatsapp you know it's very timely I think today is the, the last day. Today is the day in which they um, no longer allow you mm. to access WhatsApp unless you've updated it. 8th of February, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, okay. So so unless you've updated your WhatsApp, which for me was a routine process. Yeah, yeah, didn't even think twice. I didn't think twice about it. I think it just went through the thing. I'm just saying, like, as hosts of this podcast, right, we're talking about it, we're conscious of it, but it's so pervasive that I think some practical tips would be good. Yeah. Some practical tips in terms of what we could do. I think it is certainly warranted that we we think about it seriously. Mm. Like, we, we, look, it's one thing to to sort of go the whole nine yards, say delete the app, get rid of it, and so on. And look, some may feel that that's the course of action that they need to take. But on the other end, being completely apathetic, I don't think is really the best approach because, as you've mentioned, right? Like, we've had issues in the past with the Australian government and metadata, like. Mm. Um, George Brandis having to explain what metadata is when he clearly didn't, didn't have know a clue himself, yeah. because uh, under anti-terror, uh, anti-terror legislation, now telecommunications companies had to keep and potentially hand over metadata. That became a really big issue, a really big issue because yeah. that metadata oh. could include things like your location, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, it could include, you know, not necessarily your messages, but the time that you sent particular, yeah. whatever it might be. And that's data that, what do they need that for? And yeah. that was purely for the purposes of surveillance and everything else. So, I just sorry that exclamatory remark from me was just I just got a notification about <laughs> needing to update the phone and stuff. So, oh wow, yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't. Did he I was, that? No, he wasn't the cricket or anything. No. It was it was it was that notification. Ah, so I just okay. thought very very um, timely. I very timely. You, did you deny or accept? I I, I let Let's it slide off. I thought I'd go back to it after <laughs> you know your advice. No pressure. We'll see exactly what you do and report to everyone afterwards. Yeah, five for two forty three. Um, but uh, uh, what was I saying? You threw me off. Um, yeah. So I think look, should you delete the app? Should you delete WhatsApp? Should you get an alternative? Should you get Telegram Signal? Whatever. Like, I'm not necessarily going to say yes, no. It's really up to the person themselves okay. that they feel comfortable with. What if What if I propose to you that look if you have any reason that you feel you might need a little bit of extra security. Like, mm. for example, there are certain conversations, like, I don't know, you might be you might be researching something as part of your law degree or mm. as part of, yeah, yeah. like, where you feel that, you know what, it might be better... Just to be safe. To, to be safe, yeah. right? To, you know, I don't know, for, for you, for your specific circumstances, it might be better to shift over to Signal because yeah. of its open source encryption. But right? let, let's, like, just another dimension to this, perhaps, is to, and I understand it might sound a little superficial, mm. but the convenience factor, which is that, 
you could go to Telegram Signal or whatever, mm. and if no one's there that, or not many are there that you want to communicate with, then it doesn't really serve the purpose that you need, mm. right? You've got to actually get people yeah. in groups migrating and to And I know what you're saying. Apps. It's not a superficial point. It's not like I just want to have some fun on WhatsApp. It's like your family your WhatsApp group, your, your like my, my, my work group is all, it used to be all on Telegram, yeah, right? Yeah. The whole thing. Um, apparently and Telegram's okay though, so that's all good. <laughs> apparently, it's only the secret chat that is open source ah, encrypted. Okay, okay. It's not. It's only a section of Telegram that's ah, well. that's safe. Otherwise, it's almost identical to to WhatsApp. Yeah. And um, apparently, security-wise, it's Signal. That's the go-to app. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that as well. But um, yeah, like it's a day-to-day -day thing. Mm. Like you're not going to know what's happening with your family mm. possibly because mm. of the fact that you've potentially decided to get rid of WhatsApp. Um, and then that can become a bit of an issue. Um, so yeah, it is a real practical consideration when you think about the convenience. And as of now, everyone's still on WhatsApp. Now, it's not that I've got any particular brand loyalty to WhatsApp. I couldn't care less about the platform, right? But it's a convenient thing for me to have. If everyone tomorrow migrated to another service, I'd jump along. Yeah. But the question then arises, should I be the one to jump along or should I be the one to try and initiate the move? Yeah. Um, and I guess that's where you know one's opinion about the extent of the issue and how serious it is really comes into play. I think the way I'd, I'd personally summarize it um, is that I don't think there's cause, especially if you've got a smartphone and you've given all sorts of permissions in the past, there's no major immediate cause out of this latest update for you to you know have a mass exodus of you and your two friends not you but like like your little <laughs> well, clan you'd be one of them to, I think. <laughs> your little clan to just migrate across to signal or whatever right but i do think that at the same time don't let that meh attitude yeah. sort of go so next level that you absolutely don't care what app you've got and what permission you're giving and you're like ah oh, they're all watching us anyway so you may as well just you know yeah. you know take pictures of yourself compromising photos and send them across to the rest of the world but like i i'm pretty sure google's got a copy of my digital DNA. I'm sure they could reconstruct me in some way, shape, or form if mm. I was to you know, if I was to perish tomorrow, they'd be able to reconstruct almost everything, all my emails, all my like they've got that. Yep. Um but yeah, you're right. We shouldn't just say no, nah, that's it. Let's just give everything now. Yeah. Um might leave it at that. Yeah, um yeah. a simple uh, you know, we, we don't have that tech, tech expertise necessarily to get into the nitty gritty of it, but I do think it, it helps us to um um, you know, take this with a grain of caution in yep, terms of definitely. how we move forward. Don't be too liberal about it all. At the same time, not necessarily the kind of hysterical frenzy that, you know, social media has led us to believe in terms of those YouTube videos, why you should delete WhatsApp right now. So it's nothing <laughs> like that. I love the clickbait titles. Yeah. Uh, um, but um, all the best and um, join us on WhatsApp, Telegram and Signal. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see well, you guys. We use the, the head of the compromised corporation, Facebook. which is Facebook yeah. itself. And Instagram. Yes, and Sometimes. which is part of the Facebook family. Absolutely. So wonderful. So I guess it makes sense for us to keep WhatsApp. Yeah. So <laughs> join us in a couple of weeks from now um, and thank you very much for joining us tonight. Jazakallah. We'll leave you on that note. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.